0: Put a lot of people out of business. That's just like the reality. You know, there's uh, iOS 14 messed up, Facebook iOS 15 messing up email, and uh, supply chains messing up inventory. So, um, you know, we're we're pretty well positioned to make it through that. Like the wallets are this big, so like if I need to sea freight them or air freight them, the cost is negligible. Um, and we have a bunch of stuff on hand and. Uh,
1: On this episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast, we have Sean Frank. Sean's going to talk to us about the reason you shouldn't be hyper focused on one specific channel, the importance of building teams and external partnerships, and lastly, what kind of creatives win with looping content and video retention. This is an exciting episode, y'all. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Rich Ed, Poor Ed podcast. This is your host, Zach Johnson. I'm with Mr. DC, Dylan Carpenter. We're going to talk about some e-com today, Dylan.
1: Hell yeah, man. We got a brand on. It's going to be juicy.
2: We have a brand on. He's not a media He's not like a media buyer. He's not an agency. He's not going to sell you a big retainer. He's not an affiliate. This is a true top, what, maybe top 100, top few hundred uh, Shopify plus users for sure. Um, you've probably bought or have seen their advertisements online. Uh, it is the new CEO of Ridge Wallet. I've got like three of these. Um, they're amazing. Just switched over to them. It's like the tightest, cleanest wallet on on the internet. And they spend a shit ton on ads, uh, to the tune of like let's call it multiple eight figures a year in uh in media. And, uh, our guest, Mr. Sean Frank, uh, is a creative genius. I think Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, but your background, you were like a media buyer before, before, way back in the day, like, like had an agency and everything pre, pre being the CEO of ritual. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks for having me. Um, but no, yeah, it, it all goes back to, I was a internet nerd. I was like. Facebook ads came out like 2013-ish, maybe 2014. And I got a job at an agency, learned how to do that. Uh, then I built an agency, which was a client. And I was charging with so much that we merged. Uh, took an equity stake. My CMO, Connor, came over with me. Um, and we've just been growing it ever since. So we're, we're, there was a couple of years where we had to learn how to do it. And, and now we're in like the professional phase, like the growth phase of it. So. That's pretty
2: good. Awesome. I love the way you guys run this business. So Sean and I met at uh Geek Out San Diego. It was the funniest thing. I was like literally standing in, in a group of guys, and I was showing them our charge card for ad spend, kind of pulling out the diamonds. And then we started talking about the wallet, and I was like, my wife literally got me the wallet like that morning, uh, this Ridge wallet as a birthday gift. And Sean was like, so chill. He's like, Oh yeah, that's my, that's my company. I was like, that's so cool. Like, and then we just like hit it off and we, uh, geeked out literally about, um, pun intended about Ridge wallets. Um, and, uh, just, uh, yeah. It was, it was, it was a match made in heaven. And then we had like the best sushi of our lives uh, that night with, with some other amazing folks. So we've been trying to get Sean on the show for, for quite a while. He's a busy guy. He's in demand. He's an influencer on Twitter. Uh, so he's busy, uh, but thanks for being on, man. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh yeah, of course guys. Uh, I love what you're doing. I think it's really cool. Uh, and I think
2: more brands will adopt it as ad costs go up. you look at looking for ways to offset that. And that's kind of what I want to take advantage of it for. So. Yeah, no, that's cool. So let's get into it, man. Um, maybe start, just give everybody a little bit on Ridge Wallet. I would say everybody knows you guys sell wallets. Like where are you guys at today? You know, what's relevant in the business, you know, going into to Q4 this year?
0: Yeah, know for sure. I mean, uh, I think this Q4 is going to put a lot of people out of business. That's just like the reality. You know, there's uh, iOS 14 messed up, Facebook iOS 15 messed up, email, and uh, supply chains messing up inventory. So, um, you know, we're we're pretty well positioned to make it through that. Like, the wallets are this big, so like if I need to sea freight them or air freight them, the cost is negligible um and we have a, a bunch of stuff on hand and uh you know i'll tell you like the way we think about ads right like it always just comes down to spending more <laughs> it's like you can just kind of spend your way through it that's what we found with ios 14 on facebook we just spent like we didn't care about attribution we didn't care about tracking we just spent more money and things worked out so we're spending more money on facebook now and a better return than we ever have um and yeah like where where's root bought out today i mean uh this year is going to be close to our first nine figure year. I think think that's kind of the upper threshold that brands have been able to do on digital. And, uh, I think we're at the forefront of that. Uh, I think we're a top 100 Shopify store in terms of revenue traffic might be a little bit different depending on how how you slice that. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, uh, we, we try to be marketing first. We're super diversified. I'll spend money everywhere. Um, and I think what's yeah. going to end up killing smaller brands, the 10 million brands, the 20 million dollar a year brands, is uh like they're they're just too hyper focused on the same channel for the ball they've always been focused on, and like right. trying to get that to work. I talk to guys, you know, I, I know a guy who sells diamond engagement rings. He does like six million a year, and like you know, I have given 30 minutes of my time, and all his questions are, how do I get my Facebook grow to be eight again? And it's like, oh, it's never going to happen. It's like, it's like,
2: it's just, it's never going to happen, man. Um, so yeah. Sean, just- like, uh, Sean is like the, um, what, the, the the probably the paid media therapist for like all the top 100 e-com brands, like on Shopify. I feel like Sean is like, he, like I feel like everybody's always hitting up Sean uh, talking about like ideas around uh, creative and what they should be doing. Uh, you're so generous with your time. I'm like, I was really, uh, kind of taken back by <laughs> like how often you're just talking with other e brands, um, talking sense into them. Sometimes they're taking your advice. Sometimes they're just, you know, nodding their head, and <laughs> not doing anything, but you still yeah. keep just like giving up so much of your time.
0: Yeah. I do like know anybody the thing is, uh, you know, I, there's, the, there's an interview on Colin and uh, YouTube channel. They've talked to Mr. Beast for two hours. And all he talks about is just like how he's obsessed with YouTube. Like 18 hours a day, he's just, that's what he does. And that's what I'm trying to do with e Like 80, 100 hours a week, just thinking about e com That's all I want to be doing. Um, so it's not to anybody who will give me the time. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most people, when I tell them what I think they should do, they just go, that doesn't work for my brand. And it's like, okay, well, it works for bigger brands. It works for more profitable brands. It, it, it's going to work with you or you're going to go out of business. Like.
2: Um, yeah. Make it work. You got to yeah. make it work, right?
0: Yeah. And like, so anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll jump into like, you guys got some questions or whatever. And like,
1: yeah, the
0: answer to like your third question, because you went over it beforehand, like the financial yeah. principle is like, figure out how much you can spend and break even. For, for rich, it's like a 1.4X blended Emmy So it's mm-hmm. like, I can spend a fuck ton of money and still break even. And it's like, that's the one true principle. That's all you need to know. Three x, four x, five x. That's out the window. Never going to happen again. Like right. past performance is arbitrage. Like people who talk shit about Facebook. Everyone owes their entire business to Facebook. <laughs> <And> yeah. <anyway. laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into it, man. So, what's working now? What's your uh, what's your rich ad you want to talk about?
0: Yeah. So I got. I, got, I probably have. I mean, I bet other people have come on here and, and said the same thing. I haven't listened to every episode, listened to some, uh, but m- like the idea of like modular content uh, on paid social platforms. So like YouTube pre-roll or Instagram feed or stories. And like what I mean about modular content is like, I'll send, I can send over my best ads we can post them with each other at any point. Uh, no single thing is in frame for more than two seconds. So it's just like it's a, this because you know I talk to I talk to a brand and they make really sick motorcycle jackets and like they're seven hundred dollars and they're like and they show me this video they did and it's eight minutes long and I'm like cool no one's gonna watch this it's like you're competing with TikTok and the best YouTube videos and Netflix no one's gonna watch your eight minute brand story video just like you're not get any, any attention on it but what people are gonna watch is like a fifteen second Eye attack of like our videos are the first frame is like something that doesn't make any sense, right? So I think Doctor Squash did this really well with the guy pouring soap on his head, or I think uh, you know what what we do is like our best hook, like the, the first two seconds of the frame is just a hook, um, and people should watch Mr. Beast talk about how he makes content because like it, it's all about the first ten seconds, like telling a multi-story arc. But for us, it's like I'm picking up a Jeep and there's a bunch of wallets underneath. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why are there walking where your engine is? Uh, but like, that just hooks people into watching the next of it. And then then it's not letting them become bored. So we hook them with that. And then the next frame is, I have an influence. You talk about how it's great, right? Chael Sonnen, uh, MMA legend. He's like, this is the best wall you ever need. And then immediate cut of us doing something else. Immediate cut of us doing something else. And it's just... Rapid video engagement um to get people to watch more of the video because that's how we're retargeting people. It always comes down to video, it always comes down to uh increasing watch times, right? So going back to Mr. Beast, I obviously spend way too much time watching his videos. In YouTube, it's it's this rule of 70% retention, right? Like if someone starts one of your videos, you want them to watch 70% of it. That's how you optimize uh, you know, your AdSense revenue, right? You need people to, to watch more of your video. It, it optimizes, it teaches YouTube that this is a good video for the algorithm because they want people to watch more of your video too, right? So, getting that 70% attention and then taking that principle over to paid ads, right? It should be easier on a 30 second video to get somebody to watch 70% of it, right? Uh, you know, if people will watch 70% of a 20 minute YouTube video, you should be able to get them to do that. So, just tweaking the hell out of your ads and that those super cuts, those hyper cuts to get that
2: to happen. So that's what's working right now. 70% retention. I've never thought about, like, I just think about when I, when I think of video ads, I just think of the hook and like how to get somebody's attention, but I've never really thought about video ads in terms of just like 70% viewership retention on an ad. Um, Dude, but it all makes yes. sense. It's actually, it's actually kind of, that's pretty difficult to do. Like 70% is pretty high for, uh, Retention on a video, so you really gotta know your shit
0: to pull it oh, yeah. off. I, I feel mean, like. it's, it's, it's it's the gold standard, it's so hard to hit. But what advertisers need to do is learn from what creators are doing on platforms because there's a lot of looping short form TikTok creators, right? That get 300% retention on a video because people are watching it over and over again because it's so interesting, right? So it's like how how can we take that same thing to ads on those platforms, right? Um, and part of it is like multi-narrative storytelling, right? So it's like, there's a visual story that the visual story needs to pass the over-the-shoulder test. Your ads need to be so good that if, so, if you're on a train watching it, someone wants to watch the video over your shoulder, right? And it's like, are you doing that? Probably not. Your videos are probably just a UGC person talking about it and like, oh man, that worked a year ago. It's not gonna work in the future. It like it really needs to be so on the cutting edge of like good content. And you have to live and breathe what's happening on social. So I think looping content's important. I think getting your retention rights up is gonna be is gonna be the most crucial thing. Uh, and it's just gonna drive CPMs down, it's gonna drive everything down. So hopefully that makes sense. That's that's what we're thinking about, that's what we're focusing on. So I hired a guy who just does scripting of that type kind of content getting forty hours a week, just thinking about multi-storytelling and like compelling narratives in video ads to get people to
2: watch more. And he's the, he's just scripting them.
0: Yeah, yeah. All, all he does is, is is script. He thinks of shot lists. That's all he does. Then I have agency yeah. partners. I have video editors to make that happen. But I need someone to just think about okay, what's an engaging hook? Okay, what's what's this? What's the second piece to get people you know retain? Right. So that's what yeah. we're doing.
2: And what's, what's, uh, like what's this guy's background, right? Like, why did you hire this guy? You know, for those that are thinking like, yeah, John, I, I want to do it. <laughs> I would love a guy like that, right? Um, but like, what are the skill sets that, that, like he brought to the table and why you picked him? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll explain my that stuff through. I'll
0: explain my stack first, because I think, I think one, one part of the stack is, is meaningless with the rest of it, right? 100%, so, yeah. Yeah, so it starts with, I have a really amazing media buyer. Uh, his name is Jimmy. I am, I unfortunately hired him from Common Thread Collective. Don't do that. Common Thread Collective is a good shop. Don't coach their employees. Just, just it, it was a happenstance and I'm sorry, Taylor, for doing that to you. Uh, but but we got Jimmy. He's amazing. Love the guy. So happy to have him on the team. So he's like our, my, my director of paid social. So he's at the very top of the hierarchy. Uh, then he works with David Herman, who is on Twitter and he's like the best all around media buyer money can buy. Uh, He he's a consultant for our business. We we pay him and he helps us out and he just tells us what he sees working other places. Right. So that's like the execution side. That's like the science part of it. Right. Then for the art creation, I have, you know, probably a dozen random Instagram photographers who just like they travel, they take good shots and like sometimes short form video for us. Like they're just in vans in Utah doing whatever they want to do. Uh, then we have like three really good video agency partners who all make, you know, longer form video or, or, or multi-shot lists, right? So like all that's outsourced, like the actual art side of it. I think it's really hard to get art in a box. So it's like we pick and choose the best different studios we want to work with for different projects, right? And, but, who,
2: and who, do you, who do you want to endorse right now? Give, uh, give some shout outs.
0: So probably my favorite is, is Structured. They're they're in San Diego. It's this guy. Fucking, oh, Derek. This guy, Derek. Really good guy. They, they're in Newport. Uh yeah, they're really awesome. I'll i drop a
2: link. There you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, so shout out to those guys. I mean, we we give away a Jeep. They came out to the desert with us they fucking like 12 hours of shooting just to get all shots. And like, just amazing guys. Top, top. They, they drove their own cars did some gnarly off-roading just to like make sure we had what we needed. So uh super shop for yeah. those guys. Um, cool. but anyway, so there's there's a bunch of shops uh, that like produce content for us. But then like what we needed was someone in between the science piece and the art piece, right? And this guy, Chris. Chris, uh, you know, I'm not even sure of his background. The way we hire people at Ridge is I get a bunch of applicants. Uh, I come up with a test, like, this is what the job, if you're good at the job, you should get to do this, right? And then, you know, I pick, I look at their portfolios, I pick 10 or 20 of them, I pay them each $300, and I'm like, take this test. The test takes like two or three hours, and that's how I make all my hiring. I'm not creative, I can't decide if you're going to be good or not, just based on the resume or talking to you, so we just pay people to take tests. And... I recommend everybody do that. Hiring is so hard. It's so important to get the right person and a bad person in your business that uh, oh. just pay to take tests, man. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so where does Chris sit in between all those people? Uh, he's he's hearing what is working on the platform from Jimmy and David. And they're like, hey, look, we're seeing other people do this, or my other accounts are doing this, or based on you know the 50 ads I have live right now, these this is what's working, this type of content. And then he's taking it and putting like a wrench spin on it, coming up with new creative ideas he wants. And then he's just finding the perfect partner for it, handing it, and then those are getting done. So he can manage twelve different studios or creative at a time, and they're they're giving him all the stuff. And then when he has a bunch of raw video, he's choosing what scenes he wants to cast and putting those together, and then kicking it to a video editor. So we have we have a full time video editor our house, and that's kind of like our creative stack that's working for us. Um, and I think, I think more brands do that. Like you can't have just a fucking video agency do everything and you can't do it think you have to do this like, really hybrid button.
2: Yeah. That's solid. Thanks for explaining the whole stack. I think you're right. Right. It's, it isn't one, it's not just one golden nugget, one dude and kind of, you know, I think it's super helpful for folks on and thinking about how to, how to structure their whole team for success.
0: Yeah. And sorry. I'll talk for like 15 minutes and blocks about, stuck and I'll get all the travel holes. So at any
2: point, it's not a good podcast. Let me know. Uh, we'll just like remove you from the the Zoom link here. We'll just be like, all right, but <laughs> Hey, you, you suck, Sean. <laughs> uh, no, it's good, man. I love it. We're yeah. killing it. So let's get into it. What's not working right now? Yeah,
0: so we, we have like a really well-conference program I mean, we have videos with PewDiePie, we have videos with Linus Tech Tips, and we have videos with like
2: Dylan Carpenter. Hundreds, yeah,
0: yeah. hundreds. CC. Yeah, hundreds of uh, of influencers per month going by. Uh, wow. So I always tell them this as like, because you know, if you're, you're taking swings and like you're never always going to hit home runs, like there's a lot of ads that like just don't work for whatever reason. But like we're bombed because like the algorithm is recommended or something like that, right? So uh, whenever they feel bad about that, I tell them the story. Uh, I spent six figures on ads with NPR, and we saw eight sales. So eight hundred dollars of the revenue on six figures in NPR spend, mm-hmm. and uh, I negotiated the hell out of the contract. Like my 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 effective CPM for the NPR ads was like. So, you know, they priced you at 35 and I just negotiated the hell out of them. I like walked away from the deal. Like, and I just, I bullied them to get like the, like the lowest possible CPMs you can. I mean, we were on car talk. We were on planet money. We were on like all like flagship programs of theirs and still horrible, horrible results. I lit hundreds of thousands of dollars on fire. Uh, that was
2: the worst thing I ever did. Amazing. Yeah. So NPR, N- N- P- that's your that's your fail. So basically what you do when you when you spend six figures on media and it doesn't work in your customer acquisition budget. This is just a real quick hack. You just move that to your branding budget and everybody's happy. It's like, oh, that was for brand. Yeah. That's for
1: yeah, brand that, development at NPR. That, that
0: probably works when like you have, you know, VC backing or <laughs> I mean, I we own the company, so I just we just didn't get two hundred thousand dollars that year. It just <laughs> yeah. we just didn't have any money. Uh, oh god! Yeah, I mean, what it taught me was uh, it's hard to sell physical products in an audio-only environment, right? It's especially hard to sell uh, different. Is phys- like like you know we're we're not a normal wallet. We're like we're specially up to look at us. It's different. Like we're metal. Like how how do you explain that in words only? um in an audio-only format, to like huge mess there. how to learn that, uh, and also I mean, I should test things more. I shouldn't just spend two hundred thousand dollars. I should probably spend ten and see if it works at all. Uh, but I just wanted to jump right in and just you know, you know uh, <laughs> like take this big budget and negotiate the best rate possible. Um,
2: so poor was, ads. Duh, yeah. yeah. Just don't Be- go all in. Got it. You got it. That's painful. F- selling physical products in an audio environment. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, maybe N- NPR. <laughs> maybe not the best traffic source. Freak. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Who knows, man? But uh, podcasts in general overrated. Like, there's so many of them. They sell them on downloads, which isn't real listeners. They're so easy to skip. I know you're doing a podcast. You probably got ads. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm offending. Uh, no, we app. just... we.
2: We just have native advertisements for Dash 5, you know, our charge cards. So, uh it's good. She's just hating on us, on ourselves,
1: <laughs> whatever. I mean, I see yours on Chael Sonnen's podcast. Like, I usually watch his a couple times a week, and y'all always pop up in there. So, I was like, I, I'm curious how that actually does. Because they seem to be like a minute and a half long videos. And I'm like, these are pretty in-depth.
0: Right, dude. But that videos, uh, I, I, I'm all about video format. I'm all, Chael Sonnen is fucking amazing. Sick sick guy we're we're doing a custom lot with him, so like good partnership, but uh, I'm not buying audio only podcasts anymore. It's like there's too much room for fraud, the CPMs are too high, like it's too hot of a space, you know the listeners aren't there. so video all about. I'll sponsor video podcasts. Theo Vaughn was like one of our first people who sponsored. uh so shout out to everyone doing video, but audio only,
2: I'm not gonna mess around with it. <laughs> oh there you go all right man last question <clears throat> what's a financial principle that you want to share for econ brands looking to scale i think the way you guys operate over there uh is super interesting <laughs> and so laid back and so chill uh so maybe just share how you think about uh investing in ads and and, and what some of those principles you might Want yeah.
0: to uh, spend more. <laughs> that's that's, a, that's like what's the best advice I can give anybody. Like, look, and I'm unbiased. I don't fucking make any more money. It's, it's better for me if you don't spend, but like uh, the people listening to this, it's only going to get harder. Like, Facebook isn't God, Facebook is a business, and they're not adding new users. Okay. They're not getting you to spend more time on the platform. The only way for you to make more money is to charge more of your ads. So, 2016 was the golden era. 2017 was the golden era. 2018, 2019 was the silver era. We're entering into the hardest time ever. It's only going to get harder. So, spend more money now uh, because, dude, the world's the, more competition. Like the only solution. I mean, when I tell everybody this. You Not know, everyone's fucking listen to me, but uh, the. There's a storm coming with iOS and, and Apple and, and tracking and getting harder, the getha cookies, more competition, big brands, spending more money on digital. These are all massive storms. The only way you can survive is to be a bigger boat. So if you're a $5 million brand, you're going to go out of business. $10 million brand, probably going to go out of business. Just get as big as possible so you have the resources, the customer base, the brand awareness to survive whatever comes next. And like... I am getting real conspiracy theory with it because it's like you have to think about what Google is going to do next. Like you have to think what Apple is going to do next. Apple is going to get into ads. Everyone knows it. They hired fucking uh, like the guy who built Facebook's ad network. They hired him very publicly and got fired. And uh, you have to think about what's happening with search. Like searching things on Google is a horrible experience. You type in wallet. It doesn't know what type of wallet you want. It, there's a 100 ads before you see an organic ranking. The, the organic ranking doesn't even matter. It just takes like Amazon or whatever. We have to make it on decision. Personalization or customization isn't there. Um, so we're entering into a world where you're going to say wallet, it's just going to show you the one that matters to you, right? Or you're going to say paper towels, it's just going to buy the paper towels and those you like, right? So discoverability is going to get more and more limited. So ads won't even look like how they look now in the future you won't be able to get on people's radar because massive companies like target or walmart or amazon or nordstrom these companies are going to spend all this money they're going to own all that so if you're a little five million dollar year guy can guy, a guy now spending money on facebook you're going to go out of business so spend more now because it's going to be impossible yeah big yeah that's that's my advice it's probably not actually for a lot of people They're pissed off hearing that they're like oh what about inventory, or that this is more for my business, or what about logistics? Like, look, figure it out. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> get big. It, I, I talk to people all the time, and I'm like, why do you think we are good at e com? Why do you think you deserve to be in this industry? Because it's like, to, to be in e com right now, you have to be good at marketing, you have to be a lawyer, you have to be good at HR, you have to be good at recruiting. It's not like you have to be good at tech, you have to be good at logistics and supply chain, you have to get a product development. Like, it ends up being hundred different roles. It's not just, Oh, I had an idea and I put it on Kickstarter. That's what it was in 2015. You know what I mean? But now it's yeah. like, no, hey, you gotta be an expert. So it's like, yeah, become an expert in something.
2: I think, you know, we were at uh sub summit uh, last week, this, this conference and one of the big brands there, um, you know, they didn't buy into the excuses that a lot of brands say is like, I don't have the money, right. To invest in the ads. Right. Cause if you're an e-com and you're sub like 20 million, we all know you're strapped for cash and you're borrowing, uh, to, to, to scale. Right. And so this brand, they'll do $60 million this year. <clears throat> I, I want to say they're spending maybe between one to 2 million a month at least. And Guy was just so flippant and flat out about it. He's like, Yeah, we have like 300 grand in cash, like right now. And he's like, But we have like insane cash flow. And he's like, I just reinvest so aggressively into the business. I was like, Okay, like that's insane. Uh, But I think that sometimes you can kind of take the lessons from those that are like really out there on the bleeding edge of how aggressive, um, you know, somebody like that is to. To be able to invest in that growth, um, I'll just kind of also taper it back of like also be responsible, <laughs> uh, but don't don't kind of buy you know into the the excuse of you know I don't I don't have cash flow or I don't you know I don't have money to, to reinvest in ads. Like find a way, get big and get big fast. Um, yeah, because the know, storm hard. is coming. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it doesn't come from having power. We haven't raised money, uh, no VC backing. Right. We didn't know how bank loans were. So like we muscled our way through this. Uh right. And like, you know, I tell people like, yeah, you know, we, we had we had over 10 million in net income last year. So so our profit last year was over 10 million dollars. People were like, oh, that's awesome, we made 10 million dollars. I'm like, no, the government made five million dollars, uh, and then all the rest of the money went to go buy inventory. You know what I mean? It, we're not we're not fucking eating ramen, but like it it's 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 Delay gratification, which just like, keep yeah. getting bigger. It's just like, we know that we can break even of a 1.4x blended, right? So it's like, I can pay all my people, I can, I can pay for ads, and I can pay for products with like a 1.4x blended, And it's like, I, I need that to get lower. But like, that's what I'm trying to I need that to go 1.3 or 1.2 because I think there's a future, maybe it's next year, maybe it's 2023, where the best brands are hitting a 2x blend. And it's like that's just if you're in growth mode, that's what you're doing. So, yeah. Anyway, anyway then I love it. Yeah, yeah For listeners, ask yourself: Can you survive at a two X And if the answer is no, it's like okay, well, that's coming. Like it used to be ten. Then it was five. Then it was four. And now the best brands I know are doing. So it's like okay, think about it.
2: So good. Yeah, so good, Dylan. What 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 do you want to ask, Sean? You've you've just been like taking notes, listening. Yeah, I've been lurking, like cranking away. Yeah,
1: here. I've been lurking there. Yeah, this yeah, is fucking good. No, I mean this is spot on. This was super interesting to be honest to kind of hear this kind of perspective, especially just feel the fire, you know. And even in the beginning, when you were kind of mentioning know your break even numbers, I mean, a lot of people. The fact you're saying that with the level you are in the company is pretty legit. Cause I mean, everybody wants two or three X these days, four X's. So I mean, Hey, if you can make it happy at break, even just keep fueling that fire to build that customer base. Cause as you mentioned, it's, it's, it's only gonna get worse. I mean, <laughs> iOS 15 just came out there. So I think this has been a super fruitful one that a lot of brand owners should totally tune in on. Cause it's just realistic.
0: Yeah, man. I I've, like, I'll, I'll, I'll say the fucking the same, the same scary story to everyone's listening to. If you want to talk to me, there's of podcasts that say the same shit all, all the time. And it's like, didn't like, it's it always like, comes into like, when Silicon Valley talks about, if you want to know what the future looks like, figure out what like the programmers are working on nights and weekends. And it's like, yeah, that's the same thing as the world. The biggest companies in Fang are ad companies. So it's like, that's the future. That's Apple's going to be five hundred billion dollars a year in ads in a couple of years. So it's like, yeah, we're going more towards that, and that affects our ability to make money. So understand everything about ads right now. Um, yeah. Anyway. That's my advice,
2: Sean. You killed it. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. Tell everybody how they can get in touch and how we can support you for for what you're doing next.
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Sean uh, or you can just shoot me an email at SeanRange.com. I'll talk to most people. So we're going talk about stuff. <laughs> we'll, talk to, you know, we'll talk about stuff. <laughs> most people, like I've done I've done a lot of podcasts. Very rarely do people email. It's one of those things where it's like, I mean, maybe maybe 10 brands ever. I've, I've been on podcasts with tens of thousands of downloads. So it's like, yeah, man, if you really want to talk about it, if you're really about it, I'm here. We can look, figure it out. But.
2: I love it. I love it. All right, man. Thank you so much for your time. This has been an amazing show. Appreciate it.
0: All right.
2: Bye, guys. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ed Podcast. If you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and richadpoored.com slash podcast. And if you absolutely love the show, go ahead and leave a review and a comment. Share with a friend. If you do, Take a copy, screenshot of it. Email me, Zach at funnel-dot-com. Show me you left a review. And I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad Poor Ad book. To learn more about the book, go to com. To leave a review, go to com slash review. Thanks again.